Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of this newsletter is going to be Never Put Others on a Pedestal. Well, I've actually got two emails that I'm going to go through today, and both of these guys, in some way, shape, or form, are basically putting women on a pedestal that they want to date. But before we get into that, I've got a quote I want to share with you about this, and because this applies not only to your dating life, but in business, in your career and also in your friendships. And the quote says, you should always trust your own judgment and heart above the opinions and advice of all others, even those who you look up to and respect. Why? No one knows what's best for you than you. No one else can understand your internal motivations for why you do what you do. When you put other people on a pedestal, you open yourself up to being manipulated and taken advantage of. Listen to many voices, but speak with your own. See yourself as a person of high value. Act as if you deserve what you want and be willing to walk away from situations and people who don't appreciate the value you have to offer. This will enable you to create a space for the right people and circumstances to show up and give you what you want freely. The right people and circumstances will stay unconditionally. The wrong ones will only stick around as long as you continue allowing them to take from you while giving very little in return. And before we get into this, I got a, a story I'd like to share. I got involved with a guy once in business. I actually became a business partner with him. Price was about a year, year and a half. And the interesting thing was, is a lot of people that knew me, a lot of people that were close to me, a lot of friends just didn't like this guy. They felt he was kind of a shady character. But part of the reason why I gave him so much credibility is because Tony Robbins had put in a good word for this particular guy and said what a good person he was. And because I had learned so much and I had had so much of my success was due to the things that I had learned from Tony 20-something years ago when I was in my early 20s and struggling to finish my college degree, I believed what he said without question. And the thing that I later learned is that because I was a platinum partner of his, this is back in 2004 for about a year, is that even though he's one of the best in the world at what he does, I mean nobody can hold a candle if, as far as like quick change goes to Tony Robbins. However, he's also just like all the rest of us and that was one of the lessons I learned. It ended up being a very expensive lesson and he's just like all the rest of us and sometimes he gets duped as well. There was a guy that was really young, I think he was 19, and he was from Sweden or Norway or something like that. The guy was very charming, and he ended up getting involved with some of my other platinum partners, and one of them, he had his American Express, and ended up charging like $60,000 to it within a month, just like within a few weeks. He spent all this money, and so he was actually taking money from other platinum partners, because hey, he was a platinum partner. He's, you know, they do background checks and all that when you become a platinum partner. And you figure, hey, Tony, he's a great judge of character just like everybody else. But at the end of the day, he saw what he wanted to see. And this guy ended up scamming several platinum partners, I think six or seven of them, for the tune of three, four $400,000, I think it was. And he just turned it out to be a shyster. He just sold a bunch of Blue Sky and all these movies he was going to make and things he was going to do. He didn't do any of it. And the guy that I got involved with, he was also a platinum partner. And it, it, was, it wasn't until like a year later before I really realized this guy didn't know his asshole from a hole in the ground. All these 
advertising experience and the advertising guru that he and marketing guru that he said he was, he didn't know fucking jack shit. And it cost me millions of dollars in my in equity in my business and money that I spent in things that just didn't fucking work. And it took about a year before I finally figured that out and realized that this guy didn't know his asshole from a hole in the ground. And it was a very expensive lesson. It was a very painful lesson to learn. And from that point forward, I swore that I would never put anybody else's opinion, even Tony Robbins or anybody else, because, hey, I mean, this is a guy that advises presidents and leaders of countries when they're in crisis. But at the end of the day, he's just a man. He's another human being, just like all the rest of us. Everybody's got flaws and faults and things that they're working on. Everybody's trying to become the best version of themselves. And so it's a very powerful and poignant lesson that I wanted to share before I get into these guys' emails. So the first one, he says, Hey, Coach, in December 2012, I got together with my girlfriend. She broke up with her ex-boyfriend, and they had been together for about three years, but the last half of the year they were together was shit, no sex, etc. He says, like two and a half months before, she had broken up with him before we met. She didn't break up with her ex because she didn't love him anymore. She just wanted to give him the opportunity to miss her and then become sure about his feelings. He had told her that he didn't love her anymore. So then she got to know me and we fell in lo- and, she- and fell in love with me and we became a couple quite fast. He says, I was the one speeding everything up. Obviously, you've watched too many movies where the guy acts like a stalker and Locks the girl down to a commitment and they live happily ever after. Obviously, in the movies it works. But when you do that in real life, what happens in this case is that you get a woman who's just kind of going along with things. And you see what you want to see. It's what we call cognitive dissonance. He says, but soon after we got together, her ex started to chase her again, saying it was his biggest mistake and he wanted her back. Notice how he went from, oh, I don't love you, I'm not really in love with you, to now he's got to get the girl back. I got a guy that used to work for me years ago and the girl that he's he's with now, he's broken up there three or four times over the past five or six years because deep down, she's not what he really wants but he doesn't have the balls to hold out and attract the kind of woman that he really wants because he just comes unglued when he really dates somebody he really is crazy about. And so he in essence is settled. He just had a child with this woman and he's screwing three or four other chicks behind her back and she has no fucking idea. But it's just some guys are like that. And it's like he says nasty, harsh things to her just like this. Oh, I don't love you anymore. I don't feel anything for you. You don't do anything. I don't even want to have sex. I mean he says the rudest, nastiest things to her. And then a month or two later, he's like, Corey, I got to get her back. You got to help me get her back. He gets her back. And it's like it's just the same. It's just terrible. It's a terrible way to live, man. He's living a lie. He says he texted her frequently. And consequently, we often argued. Well, that tells me you don't understand women how to communicate with them. He says, I wanted to tell her he should stop texting her. And I came to get, I got together with her when I had exams, so I didn't have that much time with her. And in addition, at the end of January, she went and traveled for about 10 weeks. When she came back from her journey, she told me that she wasn't sure anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's two and a half months you spend apart. I mean, anything can happen. He says, she said that she misses her ex and thinks of him. He says, I got very angry, obviously very insecure and needy and feeling in a fearful state, feeling like you're going to lose her. You, in essence, put this girl 
on a pedestal. And the way you're acting is you're acting like you're not worthy and you don't deserve her. Because at the end of the day, you have to give the other person that you're in a relationship with, if they're going to cheat on you, you got to give them the space to do that. If they're going to screw around or go back to the ex, you got to give them the space to do that. But when you start chasing and pursuing and running after them and getting pissed off and angry with them, you're in a fearful state and you're going to end up making happen what you fear, which is obviously in this case is her going back to her ex. You're actually going to make that manifest because you act like you're not worthy. You're treating this woman like she's a celebrity instead of just another living, thinking, breathing, albeit attractive and sexy human being. He says, I got very angry and told her if she's going to leave my door, I never want to see her again. Well, that's really immature. He says, from then on, the relationship was a roller coaster. We often argued since her ex didn't stop messaging her and also since she initiated text conversations with him. Well, she told you that she wasn't completely over him and that it's like it's like the typical guy does that. They get into this rationalization, oh, I can talk her or coerce her or twist her arm and get her to commit to me. And all that really ends up happening is you just get her to the point where she just tells you what you want to hear so you get off her fucking ass because she doesn't want to listen to your bullshit. But she's still telling you, hey, I have feelings for my ex and she's still blowing sunshine up your ass because she doesn't want to argue with you. She doesn't want the drama. And at the end of the day, this is really the way you're acting is your issue. It's your insecurities, your doubts, your fear that you're not worthy that's causing you to act this way in the first place. And so like even when you get her to, to agree that, oh, I love you, I care about you, everything's great, everything's wonderful, it's you're bullshitting yourself. And she goes along with bullshitting you because she, A, she doesn't want to hurt your feelings and B, she doesn't want to deal with the fucking drama. So she just tells you what you want to hear. And this is a woman, she's just going along with it at this point because she's texting him. She knows that you come unglued and obviously she probably stopped telling you that he was texting her but you're probably like a lot of guys, you're just going through her cell phone when she leaves it laying around, read, you know, checking her emails, looking at her, logging into her Facebook account. He says, one day she told me that she couldn't go on like this, that she needed a break. Yeah, eventually she got to the point where she got tired of living the lie. And that's why it's so important. You've got to give the person space. If you treat women the way I talk about my book and they have a high level of attraction for you, they will choose you even over the ex-boyfriends. But when you act this way, you're just going to drive them into the arms of another guy. What you fear, you attract. I mean because at the end of the day, if she's going to cheat, she's going to cheat and there's nothing you can do about it. You want to find out if she will be loyal to you, if she means what she says. He says, I then wrote her a long text and asked her to come over. When she was at my house, she finally wanted to break up, but I fighted, I fought like a lion. I was also begging like a baby not to leave me and give us a chance, and I actually saved the relationship. No, what happened was she just told you what you wanted to hear so you would fucking leave her alone and quit causing all the bullshit fucking drama. Again, she's just going along with it. He says she actually said that she knows that I'm the perfect man and that I'm better for her than her ex. Yeah, mentally, but it doesn't matter mentally because emotionally her heart is still focused on her ex. She said so herself that she can't stop texting him. She's initiating it. It's like you got to look at those actions. You can't just ignore it and act like they're not there. It's just like Ayn Rand said. 
She said, you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. And you're ignoring reality, and that's why you're getting hit with these unpleasant consequences. And she also says that I did everything right and that the relationship with her ex wasn't better than the one with me. Mentally, she may have known that, but at the end of the day, her heart was somewhere else. Again, that's why you look at her actions. He says, so I found out that the actual reason was that she had already planned her life with her ex, moving in together, having kids, etc. So I started to assure her of my love. Now he's using logic and reason to convince her. Another thing that you see in the movies all the time, women are not logically driven. It's all about the emotions when it comes to the relationship and how she feels. Women are emotional beings. He says, I told her that I never will leave her and I want want to become old with her and that I will do everything to give her a happy life. Now you're seeking her approval. You're trying to approve yourself to her. A man who perceives himself as like, would can you imagine James Bond doing this? Fuck no, it would never happen. And that she can have those plans with me as well. Please love me, please love me, please choose me. He says, we never talked about such serious stuff before. Well, obviously you brought it up and you're trying to give her your best sales pitch and convince her. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really – you know, women aren't light switches. You can't just turn their emotions on to you powerfully by a logical argument. It doesn't work. He says, that indeed gave her the security she needed and our relationship got better again. And she said that she wanted to have kids with me and become my wife one day, etc. And I also allowed her to meet her ex to realize that she – I love how you say I gave her permission – to realize that she just saw the past too good and what she confirmed to me afterwards. She said when she met him, she didn't feel anything for him. So she met him again to once and forever let him know that she doesn't want him back and never can imagine a future with him anymore. She may have felt that in that moment. But obviously your behavior probably didn't change very much and then the more you continued to act that way, the more she started to question you and that you were really a strong man. She started – she didn't trust your masculine core because you're not acting like a man. He says, she told me she wants me. Meanwhile, her ex continued messaging her so we argued again sometimes. More needy behavior. Tells me nothing changed. He says, on my birthday, she gave me a very symbolic present with a lot of pictures of us. But it wasn't long after my birthday when she met two of her friends. The day after, she broke up with me out of the blue. Hmm. She must have really loved you and wanted to have your child and be married to you. She's just going along with it. She's doing mentally and logically what she thought was best. She wasn't trusting her heart. And so when she was with her girlfriend, she's probably telling them, the girlfriends, what she's really feeling. And of course, they're going to go, well, you need to be with your ex, dummy. And so she realized, obviously, she was living a lie with you. She was telling you what you wanted to hear. She was blowing sunshine up of your ass. He says, she said her friends didn't support her anymore. They told her to go back to her ex. And also her family supported the ex. He still met her family while we were together. He says, asshole. He was using everything he could to try to get her back. He, he says, she said that we are from different worlds. This is her excuse. The, real, the reality is that you just turn her off with your needy, insecure, weak bitch-like behavior. I'm sorry, but that's just the, that's the way it is. And that she had a power over – oh, this now listen to this. This is really telling. 
that she had a power over me that she didn't like. How many times have you heard me say that women don't like the they don't want the power in a relationship? She had a power over me that she didn't like and that I handled her like a god, putting her on a pedestal, and she wasn't as perfect as I thought she would be. You're totally bullshitting yourself here, dude. He says, she then messaged me three days later. I never messaged her saying that she was so sorry and that she believes it's unfair being with me when she thinks of another man every day. So despite what she was telling you, what I say earlier in the email, her heart was somewhere else. It was still with the ex. And your behavior wasn't helping matters because you weren't acting like a guy who deserved to be with her. You're putting her on a pedestal and treating her like a celebrity that you're just not worthy to be around. And eventually... She has to agree with you. He says, I guess she wants her ex back. Duh, you think? He says, she meant I deserve better and that she needed time on her own to get clear about everything and that she enjoyed every moment with me. I didn't answer her. It's been now one week since then. What should I do? Let her go. Don't chase, don't pursue. You already tried that game. You already tried being a stalker and doing what you saw in movies and it still got you rejected. Should I meet her best friend and ask why she's not supporting me? Oh, that'd be real manly. James Bond would never do such... That's manipulative. That tells me you're sh being shallow and manipulative. That's It doesn't work, dude. He says, should I answer her text since you always say we should leave the door open and when we were together, I told her several times that if she leaves me one day, I will never take her back so that's what she thinks now. Well, be a man and be congruent with that statement. Walk and never look back because you've continued to chase after her. You're just acting like a pathetic, weak bitch. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is, dude. He says, if you're able to help me coach, I promise you I will make a fair donation. Dude, you reap what you sow in life. That's a manipulative statement only a shallow person would make. It's like I get emails from guys sometimes like, hey, if you answer this, I'll make you a really big donation. I don't think any of those guys have ever made a donation when I've answered those emails. It's just you're never going to get anywhere, anywhere in life when you try to manipulate people with that. It's like dangling, dangling a carrot from me. It's like, come on. Give me a fucking break, dude. And you wonder why women jerk you around. It's like you're living a lie. You're bullshitting yourself. And you're a total phony. And it's like, honestly, dude, you got what you deserve, man. He says, I love the girl from the bottom of my heart. I'm 22 and my girl's 24 and her ex is 27. So obviously he's a little older. He's five, got five years on you. So he's probably a little bit more experienced. Plus he had a lot of time. She was with this guy for three years, I think you said. And with your behavior, you're always going to lose in that, in that case. He says, I'm actually quite good looking, quite funny, confident. Well, I wouldn't say that you've acted confident from what you've written here. Financially secure, good education, good education. But I guess since I believe in the one, I gave her too much security, therefore, and was too needy. Well, that's true. You were definitely too needy. And it's good that you recognize that. He says, but it's a paradox since it's her fucking needy and begging her Obviously, he now succeeded. Well, he simply had more time and he obviously acted stronger than you do because she did because she would have never chosen him over you. But at the end of the day, she had a lot more time with this guy. She had a much deeper, stronger emotional bond. And with you, it was obvious that just like you said in the beginning of the email, that you were the one pushing this thing. You were the one pushing for the relationship. And 
like I said, she, you know, she was just going along with things. A lot of women will do that. That's why it's so important to remain objective and, and watch her actions and make make sure she's reaching out to you, that she's participating as well, that she's calling, that she's texting, that she's pursuing. A guy should never have to do more than 20 to 30% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. Anytime he does, this is exactly what happens. He gets jerked around. So let's get into the second email. He says, hey, Corey, I'm a pretty headstrong kind of guy, but a rather strange situation I got myself in, and though maybe you can give me some advice and some thoughts. In a nutshell, I was in love with this girl in high school, and although we never got together officially, I finally had a fling with her back in 2001 and convinced and convinced me at the time that she was unhappy with her boyfriend and wanted to go with me instead. <laughs> She's cheating on her boyfriend. Basically, she was cheating on her boyfriend behind his back. It turns out she was just bored of her relationship and that she used me as a way to test to see if she really loved him and ended up staying with him. He says, man, it was the most painful thing I ever went through in my life, but I eventually got over it and became friends afterwards. Why? My attitude would have been, hey, give me a call if you change your mind. I'd love to see you. But that's not girlfriend material. A woman that will cheat on her boyfriend and screw another guy behind his back you don't want to marry a woman like that. You don't want to be in a relationship like that that's exclusive because you get lazy, you get complacent, she's going to fuck around on you. That's just the way she is. He says, so years later, I moved on and she's now married with this guy. And he says, laughing my fucking ass off. And has kids, but I see the problem now isn't her and me. Early, earlier this year, I ran into her younger sister in public. I'm 36 and she's 21. And she is now this absolutely mind-boggling, gorgeous woman. We got along fairly well and we started to text, hang out, and eventually something I didn't expect happened. I started to have feelings for your younger sister. Hang out, have fun, hook up, dude. But instead, you were hanging out, having fun, and acting like the gay friend. Never gets you anywhere. He says, she got very comfortable with me to the point that she always hung out with me, but I knew I had to act fast. So one time as she was over at my place, I started to get close, cuddle, and told her how I felt for her. Was that bad? Yeah. That goes over like a lead fucking bloom. Because when you start talking about your feelings, it totally goes into the relationship vibe. And so when things – you start creating that relationship vibe when you're – I mean you've only hung out a few times together. She starts to feel right away like she's going to lose her freedom and you're just like 99% – of the other guys that she meets it's trying to lock her down to a commitment instead of just letting the love happen letting the romance happen instead of talking about your feelings you should have just kissed her projecting your feelings you should just act upon what you feel if you're there you're cuddling and she's touching you it's like fucking hello mcfly it's like you know how can it be any more obvious but you start talking about feelings and you literally talk her right out of wanting to hook up with you when you act this way because now what she starts to realize is if she does hook up with you, it's going to become a weird, awkward experience and then she's just going to slam the brakes on. He says, we were lying down on my couch and she let me spoon her. Oh, gee. Treating her like a celebrity, dude. But we didn't kiss her anything. Days afterwards, I had, I had attempted to kiss her but she kept backing away and she kept laughing and saying, ha ha, you kissed my sister. He says, twice I did that and I failed. He says, I also noticed that I started to get needy, waiting for her phone calls and even canceling other plans with friends. That's a bad way to fucking go, dude. You will never get anywhere doing that. He says, just to see her while she takes her time to reply back to me. 
And you probably do this with every single girl that you like, and that's why you always end up stuck in friend zone. He says, it started to seriously bother me, so I asked her if we could talk. We need to talk. In other words, we need to talk. I want to act like a woman around you, and hopefully it will make you like me. She wants your strength, dude. Not an emotional woman in a man's body. He says, we spoke for four hours at a park, and basically... She told me that she wasn't looking for a relationship. What she's really saying is like, dude, this is totally out of sequence. You're putting the cart before the horse. Can we date and hang out and have fun, hook up before you spring all this shit on me? You never get anywhere with that. And again, you see this shit in the movies all the fucking time. That guy goes, Bleh, and he has to puke up all of his feelings. And, oh, I, you know, I feel like it's meant to be. And you know, we, you know, I knew your sister, and oh, it's just so great. And it's fate that we ran into each other, and we just have such great chemistry. And using all his logic and reason to try to convince an emotional being, it just doesn't work, dude. He says, and she also told me that because I had a history with her older sister, that this was an issue to her. She's using that as an excuse, trying to let you down easy. It's been a week now and I kept my cool. I tried to eventually move on, but the truth is a part of me is still hoping to see maybe that she will change her mind. In other words, gee, I'm hoping if I continue to pursue her and act like a stalker that I'm going to get somewhere. He says, we originally knew each other for many, many years as friends, but it's just so happened that time I met her, strangely, I had this attraction towards her grow. And right now, it's like you're completely not looking at the fact of how she feels about you. This is how you waste years of your time and years of your life being hung up on women that have next to no interest in you. And she may have had interest in first, but the way you talked to and you, you know, acting like a woman all the time, you just blow all of your chances. He says, I know I still feel for her, and after that talk that we had at the park, I've maintained my composure and confidence by not being so needy, and I reply to her only when necessary, and to this day, she still messages me as a friend, I guess. Because you probably haven't done anything to get yourself out of friend zone. He says, yeah, in case you're wondering, her older sister found out we were talking and hanging out and got pissed off, so she cut her off completely. Even deleted her off Facebook and Instagram. Oh, that's really fucking mature. It's a good guess because of me. Anyway, Corey, I only stumbled on your videos on YouTube about a month ago. And let me tell you, it's helped me keep my composure and my head straight. I already purchased your book and I'm on my way to read it about the third time around now. Really lots of good material here. Fist bump. Thank you. He says, now I know the answers are still laid out. But I thought I'd give you a shot and maybe you could do a newsletter or video about it in case other people out there fall in the same boat. He says, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I still have feelings for this girl and I really could get some good advice or some perspective. I still text her to this day, but I've set a – so in other words, Corey, I haven't really changed my behavior. I'm just not stalking her as much. But I've set a rule for myself with no expectations and I'm just kind of going about my business by not replying back to her text right away or constantly calling her like you said not to do. I wouldn't do anything, dude. She said I'm not ready for a relationship and you already fucked up. So the best thing you can do is walk away from that situation and seek to apply the things that I teach with other women so you have a clean slate. Because now she already knows that you kind of act creepy and weird basically the same way you did with her sister which got your friend zone with her sister and now you got friend zone with the other sister. It's like two women in the same family both friend zoned you because of your behavior. 
What is the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So what I would do is I would do nothing. If you hear from her again, hey, honey, great to hear from you. I'd love to see you. When are you free to get together? Wednesday night? Awesome. How about 8 o'clock my place? Why don't you bring a bottle of wine and we'll make dinner together. We can catch up. She comes over. She brings a bottle of wine. Hang out, have fun, hook up. Keep it really simple. And this time, don't be puking up about your feelings and talking about all that bullshit. Just have a great time together. When she starts playing with her hair and she gets real close, that's when you go for the kiss. Don't stand there and wait for permission and and wait for her to give you instruction. Because remember, women are designed to receive you. They're designed to receive your strength. I mean, think about Can you penetrate a woman physically during sex if your dick is not hard? Obviously not. Can you seduce a woman? Can you seduce a woman if you are impotent in your purpose and you're impotent in strength? Obviously not. So it's time to let your balls drop and be a man and go for it. But walk away and don't do anything with this girl. If she reaches out to you, you should assume when a woman reaches out to you, she wants to see you. Make a date, hang out, have fun, hook up. Keep it really simple. If you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way to get my help is to book a paid phone coaching session. You can do that by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen and follow the instructions for booking a paid phone coaching session with yours truly. And I will talk to you soon.